This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. So great to be back in the Major Mortgage Man Cave home studio after a great, great weekend in uh, Billings at the Montana Football Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Um, Some great conversations we'll tell you about here in a second. Uh, Coming up today... We're going to check in with Bob Beers, who um, I got the chance to interview most of the inductees on Saturday afternoon. And uh, in, in case you didn't know or didn't watch the live show on Saturday, we're going to rerun a couple of those uh, throughout the course of this week. But, um, yeah, uh, Bob Beers will join us. Long-time coach, great uh, scout and everything in the NFL. I mean, the guy's been around forever, like 50 years in football. Uh, so we'll hear his interview I did with him on Saturday. Also going to check in with uh, Dave Wooten, who has written a, wrote a book a couple of years ago uh, called Crazy Horse, Where My Dead Lie Buried. And it's, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty good, what I've read so far. Um, but we'll, um, we'll get Dave on the show to talk about it. He uses radio down in uh, Bozeman as well. So uh, we'll share some stories, I'm sure. But... Oh man, so good to be back. So good to be back. It feels um I mean, you missed the home studio. It was fun. Mandy and her gang at the banquet crew down at Billings Hotel and Convention Center. What an amazing weekend. Um I would like to give them the Auto Concepts Performance of the Week for everything they did setting up not just for this show, but for um the whole banquet for the Hall of Fame induction and the, uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Had so much fun. Over 500 people there Saturday night. And uh, got to see some great former um, Bobcats and Grizzlies and Ore Diggers and Saints and you just name it, do- uh, Bulldogs. I mean, it was just so much fun. Uh, the golf tournament on Friday was great. Got to golf with uh, Casey Fitzsimmons and uh, the Carroll star and also former uh, assistant coach Nick Howlett. So that was a good time. Um, Howlett's not a great golfer, but uh, Casey is. <laughs> and Fitzsimmons has only played like twice this year, and he's just crushing drives. I mean, dude's amazing. Um, had a lot of fun though. The group we were uh, we were with in in Billings to the threesome down there, um, they were so much fun. It was just a great great weekend. Of course, Thursday we talked to Marty Morningwig, and uh, had fun hanging out with his family all weekend. And uh, maybe he'll talk about it on his podcast, CampMartyPodcast.com. We'll see. But uh, it was a good time. There is no question about that. We had uh, we had a ton of fun in uh, in Billings and the Friday, of course. Like I said, the golf tournament. The 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 best part, I think, for the weekend for me, um, <laughs> Friday night after the golf tournament, there's a like a welcome reception, and that's where the stories that'll never get told are are told. They never get retold on shows like this are are told. But Brent Musburger had some, I mean, guys, you know, been around forever. He's seen everything, but he's been, uh, he had some great stories. It was fun chatting with him. He went into the Hall of Fame. Hearing uh, Stan Linskog talk about his dad, Victor, who went into the Hall of Fame. Um, Dan Carpenter was fun to chat with. Travis Lule, of course, Shane Collins, um, Ken Amato. Just a a great time. Um, I think the best speech on on Saturday night, was probably from Steve Okanowski, 
and dude's funny. And we had him, uh, we had him on our uh, our live show on Saturday too, which was kind of cool to do a live show on Saturday. But um, fun stuff, fun stuff. And uh, I think next year I've got some great ideas for uh, for Rick uh, and the gang, the organizers, the uh, the board, talking with uh, some of the board members Saturday night. And next year is going to be bigger and better in Billings, and it's going to be a lot of fun at the uh, Montana Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So. Good stuff. Uh, we are, do have our auto contest performance of the week coming up, so if you want to get some nominations in, you can email jason at jasonwalkershow.com. You can tweet at jaywalkersports. Uh, Facebook us as well. And, uh, of course, you're watching live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Podbean, Network One Sports, treasurestateradio.com, and a whole lot more. Montana Horses Magazine is a great sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. All horses, all Montana horses. Montana Horses Magazine, packed with every wonderful, wow-worthy thing you'll want to know about all things Montana Horses. Check it out, montanahorses.com. Uh, we do have On This Day in History coming up. Uh, like I said, we're going to chat with author, radio guy Dave Wooten. Bob Beers uh, will join us. We'll uh, look back at his um, pre-induction speech as we, uh, we chatted for, we were supposed to only have five minutes. I think we went like 15, but it was fun. It was a good conversation. Uh, let's see. Let's get to our Montana Rodeo Roundup, brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. If you're booking now for senior portraits, family pictures, whatever you want, uh, get a hold of MarkLaRoePhotography.com and uh, get those bookings done now because it's going to be a ton of fun. And, uh, by the way, speaking of Twitter, let's get you on the Twitter video-wise. Not sure what happened there, but we should be now on Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> appreciate your patience. It's been a crazy week, but having a lot of fun. All right, your Montana Rodeo Roundup. We'll start with the Northern Rodeo Association. Opime, Chase Redfield, hometown boy, goes 72 to win the bareback. Nobody qualified saddle bronc, bull riding, or steer wrestling. Uh, Blaine Hubing of Circle won the tie down. Dustin Datisman and Josh Harris took the team roping split team roping with Chris Barthelmus and Shane Bishop both went six and two. Michelle Lukey of Bozeman sixteen twenty to win the breakaway, and Shaylee Harms of Miles City two and six, or barrel racing for Michelle, and then Shaylee Harms wins the uh, the breakaway. That was an opine. In Big Timber, Sam Peterson of Helena wins the bareback with a seventy seven. You had. Uh, Tyler, friend of our league, going the winning in Saddle Bronc. Bull riding, Dixon win. It's a great name. Uh, Timmy Sparing won the steer wrestling, led a trio of Hellenins. But uh, Timmy goes 5-7 and seven to win it. Tie down, Trace Fuller. Team roping, Garrett Duncan, Jet Murphy. Ladies barrels, uh, Tammy Joe Carpenter. Why do they call it? It's just barrel racing. Uh, breakaway Molly Salmon gets the win at three one, and then you had three girl, uh, three girls split second through fourth, and then four girls split five through eight, separated by three tenths from first to eighth. That's uh, that's moving in the breakaway. Good job there. All right, in Polson, Blake Elliott, the St. Ignatius, gets the win in bareback. Charles Little or Lytle of uh, in saddle bronc bull riding Tanner Terriel. Steer wrestling, nobody. Uh, Colin, is it Col- uh, Colton Ranch of Essex wins the tie down. Team roping split uh, three way or two ways. Brad Robinson, Riley Wilson, and then uh, the Yerians, Brad and Brandon. Barrel racing, Abby Knight, and Abby Knight had herself a good weekend. She's a nominee for Auto Contest Performance of the Week. And Seeley Salmon, Peyton Levine split breakaway. In Polson. So the Northern Rodeo Association, big weekend. You got Harlow on the second and third, so that's Thursday, Friday, and then you've got Ennis on the Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday rather. Let me start over again. You've got Harlow on Friday and Saturday. You've got Ennis on Saturday and Sunday, and then Shoto on Sunday the fourth. So three big ones coming up, and then East Helena next week. Uh, let's see here. On the PRCA side, Tucker Zing wins in uh, the Little Bighorn Stampede in Harden in Bareback. In Saddle Bronc, Connor Mernion, your winner. 
Bull riding goes to Caleb McMillan, and nobody else rode. Recovered. Steer wrestling, Will Stovall goes 4-8 to get the win. Team roping, uh, Jay Stott and Riley Pedro. And tie down, Dylan Honkamp. And in barrels at Harden, Sabra O'Quinn. And Tammy Carpenter was second. She also had a good weekend, a nominee for your auto contest performance of the week. Uh, let's see. At uh, Augusta, bareback, Brantley Peabody gets the win in bareback. Saddlebronk, Keenan Reinhardt. Bull riding, Cole Hould. Uh, steer wrestling, <clears throat> excuse me, Bryn Roy. Uh, team roping, Will Griffel and Jesse Hines. Tie down went to Shane Smith. And the barrels went to Abby Knight, Tammy Carpenter, second there. So, big weekend at Augusta. So, congratulations uh, to, to there. Uh, let's see, your Montana Pro Rodeo runs this week. Well, we've got some good ones, of course, right? Um, got Big Timber on Wednesday. Of course, that's every Wednesday. You got the Home of Champions Rodeo at Red Lodge coming up Friday through Sunday. And the Livingston PRCA Rodeo Friday through Sunday as well. So big, big 4th of July. Cowboy Christmas is upon us. It hit fast this year. It really did. But it's here, and it's upon us, and uh, can't wait. So that's your Montana Rodeo Roundup, brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Again, get your photos in. Okay, no, not get your photos. Um, get booked, though, for your auto, for your photos. Let me try that again. <laughs> Seriously, I'm only drinking water. Um Mark Laro Photography. Check him out, marklorophotography.com. That calendar behind us you can order. He'll have new ones coming out next year, of course, or the end of this year. Um, but you can get great photos, and you can get your own photos taken by Mark. Okay? Marklorophotography.com. Okay. Auto Contest Performance of the Week is coming up. Uh, Dave Wooten, the author of Crazy Horse, Where My Dead Lie Buried. Of course, uh, over the weekend, the anniversary of Little Bighorn, Battle of the Little Bighorn. So we'll talk with Dave Wooten, the author of uh, the book, coming up. But when we return, a fantastic conversation with the legendary Bob Beers. And the conversation itself was legendary. You'll want to hear it next when we return. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. 
Doorwide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Oh, welcome back, Jason Walker Show via EarthCam, a live look at Big Sky, where a week from today they'll be teeing it up for the match four. Bryce and DeChambeau, Aaron Rodgers, a couple of D-bags taking on Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Like the only guy in that whole thing that's worth rooting for is Phil Mickelson. Those The other three are just... Not fans of, how I'll phrase it that way. So that is Big Sky. It'll be fun at Moonlight. Nobody gets to go, so you can watch it on TNT. And we have not heard back from Phil's agent. We reached out trying to get Phil on the show, but don't think it's going to happen. Oh, well. Hey, we're going to talk to Dave Wooten, author of uh, Crazy Horse, where my dead lie buried coming up um, here shortly, but... It is time to relive one of the best memories of the weekend down at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Got the chance to talk to the legend, Bob Beers. And this was our conversation Saturday at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. And he joins us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Jason? Good. Living the dream, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Okay. Coach, how are you? Good. Good to how see are you, you doing, Jason? Good. Living the dream, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Uh huh. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Long time coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> surprise, surprise. What was that? When you found out, take me through that moment. Well, Rick Helmus called me and Mick Holine first and told me that I was selected and it was humbling and I was surprised. I thought, you know, there's a lot of other people in the state that, you know, I can think of that might be more deserving than me. I don't so, think so. Well, <laughs> I know. But, you had a you pretty know. good career, so you deserved it. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate you saying that. Yeah, no, it's uh, this is super cool to chat with you. I, I got to golf with Nick Howlett yesterday, <laughs> which is what's your what's your Nick Howlett story that we can talk about? <laughs> Nick Howlett's story. He comes. Uh, we're playing Montana Tech, and he comes back and. And Nick comes over to the sidelines, and he's frustrated because they're bringing the safety away from the running back. And he comes running over, Coach, Coach, the safety's coming down away from me, and he's blitzing off the weak side. And I said, well, then, we're throwing hot, so don't worry about it, and we'll correct it at halftime. What do you mean? And I said, well, just don't worry about it right now. We'll take care of it at halftime. So at halftime, we go in, and we make the adjustment, and we go scat protection, and come back out and he said why do you do it at halftime i said so they can't adjust what the hell don't you know what do you get about this <laughs> oh you know man oh i see but that crew at western was a great crew they were a good football team they well were, they had we had jason truman our quarterback and nick howell was our running back and we had receivers tommy thomas and Rex Whitworth, and, and we had a whole bunch of receivers because we needed them. And, uh, but they had great chemistry. Yeah. You know, and, and they worked well together and they got along well. They, they did a great job together. I mean, they took it very serious and they were fun to coach. It was as much fun as I've ever had in football working with those guys. <laughs> they made me laugh and they, they, he'd go into a meeting and, Every one of them would have a pointer, you know, and I'd be pointing on the. It was the day of the laser pointer. Was a new, <laughs> that was a new fandangle for for coaching. Oh, that's awesome! You remember when oh, a pointer yeah. came? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Coaches all had them, you know, and they were really, God, these are great, you know. And so I'd be sitting there, and I'd say, okay, hey, J 
Jason, when this safety comes down, this pretty soon there's about four pointers come. All right, knock it off. And so I didn't even have to look. It was Truman, Howlett, and you know Willis Taylor sitting in the back with her pointers rubbing around. So knock it off, and then they all shut them off. That's awesome. They were, they were. So here's another one. On Wednesday nights, you know, they'd always had a party. And I told them, no bar. there's no parties on Wednesday night in Dillon. I said, the football team, no go. Bars are off limits. You're going to do it the right way. So I go out fishing out in Glen, and I came back in, and old Joe Grogan had the Glen Bar. So I come into the Glen Bar, and uh, I sit down. Joe Grogan comes over and says, Coach, how you doing? I said, Good, Joe. Joe's about 88. And he owns the, he'd been there forever. So Grogan comes over and says, uh, I just want to tell you, you got the greatest kids. He said, Your players are gentlemen. They are the best behaved people I've ever had. I said, What do you mean? He said, Well, they're here every Wednesday night. <laughs> I said, God, I hope they have a bus. <laughs> he says, oh, no, there's always two or three of them that are, don't drink, and they drive everybody back. But he said, they're the nicest. I said, yeah, okay, thanks, Joe. I appreciate the tip. <laughs> it was one of those I wish I didn't know now. What yeah. It then. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it says, do I say anything to them or just let it go? So I let it slide for a while until after the season. I said, you buttheads. <laughs> You know. Exactly that way. Yeah, real close. Okay, <laughs> you know. But oh man, I always had William Pales too to pick on. He was one of my favorites at Montana because okay. he couldn't keep his hands inside, so I taped them together. <laughs> I wouldn't let him practice. He couldn't, couldn't pull them apart. I taped his hands in here. I said, "I'm sick and tired of looking at you grabbing shoulders all day." Oh my so gosh! I taped his hands and made him go through practices with his hands taped <laughs> together. Oh, that so, is awesome! Just stuff keep, like that. Keep telling these. These are great stories. Oh no, that's that's all I got. These are a couple that we can share. There's oh. others like last night. I mean, I'm hearing all of these stories that we can't talk about. Oh no, I'm and, sure that. And that's what's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing the ones you can't. And you know, I worked for Jack Elway for you know quite a few years, mm-hmm. Denver and in the World League, and he was kind of. Guy I learned a lot of football from, and the passing game and protections and stuff like that, and, and it was always exciting working for Jack because he he always had great stories and about growing up in Hoquiam, Washington, and, and his son was our our ball boy, and I always relate to Gil Brandt. Oh yeah, love Gil. Yeah, Gil's a great person. He, he's a good friend, and I've known him for quite a few years. And Gil told me about the time he came in and was scouting at the University of Montana when I was playing. And he went up to our trainer, Nays Reinhardt, and he said, Nays, uh, who's the best prospect you got? You know, who should I look at? Nays looked around, looked at our team, and he says, look at the ball boy. He's the best player we've got. <laughs> it was John Elway. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The ball boy's the guy that's got the, he's got a chance. He he he, he was okay, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He, he was, was right. fine. And, you know, Gil told me that story. And I said, well, I was there. And he said, yeah, we went right by you. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even, we didn't even stop. Oh, my gosh. That's, so, that's but great. he was, uh, he was pretty good. We used to stick him in the locker and let him scream. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, worst city coaching that you in Montana that you had to go play or coach in. The what? Worst city in Montana that you had to go coach in. None. They've all been great. I mean, I've never had a bad city in Montana. Well, there's now, not really, but like, there's not. You mean? Well, you go in as a coach of. Oh. Oh shit! Oh shoot! No, you can say that. Oh, it's fine. It's this is a pot. Uh, I'll tell you, the worst is Bozeman. I have a lot of friends in Bozeman that have nicknames for me. Uh, I'm sure. You know, when I was coaching the line at Montana, you know, and I had lots of favorites that 
they'd sit right behind our bench. Sure. And, of course, we would get in a, you know, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. How's the family? You know, stuff like that. Something about, I didn't know, some of the names they called me were, I didn't know that I had a big asshole. <laughs> but I do now after coaching in Bozeman. Because he called me a big asshole all the time. Oh. So. Oh. But, you know, it was, it was good to, you know, make friends there. Sure, yeah. And you make yeah. a lot of friends. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, you do. You know, you make a lot of different friends on the sidelines. And they're stuff. nice people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. At yeah. home. Yeah, every one of them. I'd like to burn a couple of their houses down, but. You don't say that in Butte. I got news for you. Not after the M&M went down, nobody says that. No, no, no. You know. Did you like going to play at Tech or coach at Tech? Like the, coach against them? Yeah. We always enjoyed going up there. I'll, I'll tell you a funny Bob Green story. Oh, I'm sure there's. Oh, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> but we're playing him, right? And uh, Bob Green... <clears throat> Would run around and scream, you know, hey, hey, guy, look out for the reverse on the kickoff. Uh, every kickoff, he screamed, watch out for the reverse, look out for the trick play, look out. My son's returning kickoffs, Bobby. Yeah. And we're a Western. So Bobby, Bobby stops, he calls the official over, he says, just a just a Coach Green. He goes, yeah, Bobby Bears, what's up? He said, it's my dad you're coaching against. He's not that tricky. <laughs> and he goes, thank you, Bobby Beers. <laughs> did you did you do the reverse? No. Should have. No. We did the we we did the uh, uh, what did the kids call it? They call it the star death, where we hit it, hit the ball, ran up, and you know they they caught it on a, on a short kick. Right. They all bunched up. They ran in, passed the ball around, then sprinted out. And it didn't work. No? No, we didn't have a lot of guys with great hands. You know, and they were fumbling the ball around. They, they call it the star. You'd have to ask Howlett. Okay. But uh, the Death Star or something like that. And I let him do it. Bob Green says, I thought you said he didn't. He wasn't that innovative. He said, I wasn't. The kids made it up. Oh, that is fantastic. But, yeah, they were they were a fun group, that Western crew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I, yeah, I can only imagine. Then I loved the offensive lineman at the University of Montana. I had Chad Germer, Kurt Scrafford, you know, Rick Erbs, Jay Fagan, guy, Tim Polich, all those guys. They were great to coach. They were talented. They made you a good coach, guys like that. Has nothing to do with ability as a coach. It has everything to do with your ability to select the right players. <laughs> well, that's, you, you did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, they were good. There you go. They were a hoot. Um, you're a hoot. I know you got to go talk to others, but... I'm going to go talk to Bill Bighouse. Oh, gosh. Do you know Bill? Oh, yeah. yeah. I told Bill one time the Polish soccer team was in Hermeson. He was a sports editor there when I was coaching high school ball. He went running down to the field. I used to call him Scoop. So, so he was a young reporter. I mean, fresh out of college, and he had his notepad. So I told him, I said, "Did you? I, this is Belmer Snowclass from the Polish soccer team. We're down here playing in Hernelston, practicing, and we're going to play the Pendleton team, and we're on a tour of the West. We would like to get some publicity. Could you come down to the field and?" We will. We will. We will give you an interview. We would appreciate it. He runs down there, and there's no soccer teams. So I see him, and I go out, and I says, Bill, Bill, where's the soccer team at? You. He never swears. He never says a bad word. But I had him running all over Hermiston looking for the soccer team. And we've been very close since then for probably 40-some years now. But he got me back because when I went to Westland, Oregon, he called me and said he was from the Westland Police Department to come down and turn my driver's license in. <laughs> uh, so he got back. Of course. So, yeah, it's been an exciting career. 
It's been fun. Met a lot of great people. Still meeting a few. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know. So, that's it. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, have a, have a great night tonight. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people out there. I stutter in front of those. <laughs> I don't see anybody here. So. Well, Howlett's going to be there. I'm oh, sure. yeah. So just, you know. I could tell a couple of Howlett stories. Oh, please. Oh. If you got time, let's. Yeah, I'm good. Well, Howlett. Howlett. Uh, <laughs> Nick Howlett is, is one of the really good minds in football. I mean, really, really well, he was. wasn't when he played for you. Oh, no. No. No, he was, he was one of them, but he would always ask questions. That's what makes him a great right. coach. Sure. You know, he would always question and always wanted the right answers. Why am I blocking this? And most of the time, he missed the block. So, you know. It didn't matter anyway. Yeah, it didn't matter anyway. What are you concerned? And he, when he ran around the corner, it was because he had no, you know, hips. So, so he had to wave his arm, you know, get around the corner. And then he had great hands. You know, we'd, we'd throw him the football when we had to. He's not a great golfer, though. No, I, I cannot I had him imagine. I my team yesterday. Yeah, I heard they had to they had to scratch a lot of the language out when they filmed it. Is that true? <laughs> um, I think. So. Well, our group was pretty. Well, no, it was. Yeah, there was there was language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fitzsimmons was there too. Oh. Uh, yeah. Casey it, and Howlett. You know, I coached Casey. Yeah. No, I did. He's 11 years old. We took a football camp, went up to Chester, Montana, yeah. and Casey was there. And I got to Detroit, and he came up to me, and he goes, Coach Beers. And I said, yeah, Casey Fitzsimmons. I said, oh, yeah, Casey, how are you? He says, great. You coached me in a football camp in Chester, Montana. How's Coach Clute? (laughs) I said, last time I checked, he was fine. I can't believe you were from Chester. He goes, yeah. He had a pretty good good career. He had a great career. Great guy. Oh, yeah, he's salt of the earth. Of course, he's from Chester, so... Can't get in trouble in Chester. No. Well, you can get in trouble anywhere. I've proved that. You get so. in trouble in Dillon for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depend. Yeah. Just, just in a heartbeat. <laughs> really quick. No, they never party in Dillon. No. Never. They didn't. They, they were in Glen. Well, there you go. Yeah. Or Pony. <laughs> don't, don't forget the Pony Bar is still there. Right, yeah. They didn't go down to Lima, did they? Uh, you know, they never mentioned that, okay. and I never went to Lima, so... Okay. It broke my pen. But, oh, there's my grandson. Oh, well, I'll let you go. He's out there. He's going to see his parole officer. He's eight years old, so... Yeah. Coach, Thank great you. to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Thank you. Oh, oh goodness. That was, uh, that was a ton of fun. That was Bob Beers, the legendary... Uh, coach and uh, scout man he was so much fun hey quick break when we come back dave wooten will join us woo woo i'm so, does anybody ever say that i don't know we'll find out when we talk to the author the radio guy the like tour host like this guy does everything and we'll talk to him next jason walker show stick right there savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. This is the Jason Walker Show. All right, welcome back, Jason Walker Show. 
We'll have more of our interviews throughout the week with uh, our inductees down at the Montana Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Oh, all right. On this day in history, your auto contest performance of the week and much more still to come. But we want to get to our uh, our next guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. He is, I don't know if he's an award-winning um, author or or what, but we bring him. Uh, have you won any awards, Dave Wooten? You know what? Uh, I haven't won any awards, I don't think, in my life. So, <laughs> I, does that mean you don't want me on the show anymore? I, I, I'll keep you around. I, I mean, I, I yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. Good to see you. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, you and I haven't talked really since last August when it was the 20th anniversary of a radio station we both used to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and not neither one of us does. <laughs> How about that? Radio. You were just saying going into the break, like I'm doing all these things. You know, radio. you got to do a lot of stuff to, you know. Pay the bills. For the mortgage at the end of the month. Um, so I saw you were just in Virginia City. So tell me about this tour thing you do. Yeah. Uh, I started a tour group, uh, you know, tour company called Front Seat Tours. And I've always been, you know, interested in history. And I've always, I used to work at Universal Studios. I was a tour guide there. I actually did uh, some tours at the Hearst Castle in California. And so I've always liked giving tours. And basically, I was kind of looking for something to do after radio because I I can't do this forever. So I decided to start this tour company. So this summer, we we went to Virginia City last weekend. Uh, We're going to go to Gates of the Mountains here in a couple of weekends. And then uh, my hope is at some point to do, like, week-long tours of Montana because you know, everybody loves – people that don't live here love to come here. We love people coming here to Montana if they go back home. So it's perfect. They, they do a tour. They come in for four days, and then they, uh, they go back. But they get kind of – you know, get to see what we experience almost on a daily basis. I saw that uh, California issued a travel ban to Montana, which is actually okay. Yeah, I <laughs> – I'm not going to fight that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a radio host. He's an author. He is a travel host. Uh, when are we going to see you on Travel Channel? Because I think you'd be like like that. Uh, remember what was the the Samantha girl way back in the day? I you know what I don't know. I need to, I need to figure out a show like this, but I don't know how to work all the stuff. I was frantically texting him <laughs> oh before the show, where JC got like ten texts from me because. I didn't do any Zoom calls. I'm the only person in America that didn't do a Zoom call during the COVID. I know. And so I'm like, this is all new to me. Like, this is this is wild. You do this all the time. So you can listen to you now at K-Sky Country. Is that right? Yeah, 106.9 uh, TuneIn app. It, you get it for free anywhere. I don't know about people are watching this all over the United States. So, yeah, the TuneIn app, it's K-Sky Country 106.9. And I do the morning, so I'm on there 6 to 10 every every weekday. Things have been going well for you. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we're uh, it's a new station. We play a little bit different music than we did at the old station. We get to play some of the old uh, country that we didn't get to play, and uh, it's it's good to be back. You know, doing radio. You know, as an old radio guy, once you get it in your blood, it's kind of you got it forever. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be able to find a home and, and be able to stay here in Bozeman. Oh, definitely. As Dave Wooten joins us, he is a uh... Radio host, travel host, he's an author, and this is why I have you on. So it's um, Crazy Horse, where my dead lie buried, and it's actually a fortuitous time because the anniversary of Battle of Little Bighorn was just over the weekend down there in, in uh, the Hardin area. And um, what, why, why write about Crazy Horse? You know, it's funny because I, you know, I grew up John Wayne. Uh, you know, I was all about the old West. I, I loved watching those westerns with my dad and. I really was not interested in the Indian story at all. It was all, you know, the Old West and and kind of from the white perspective. And then I moved to Sheridan, Wyoming for a radio job, and Sheridan's basically where Crazy Horse lived. And I didn't really discover this until I, I lived there. And I started going to all these places, and these uh, there's battlefields everywhere. There's a fort, Fort Phil Kearney, which is uh, – a very famous battle took place there. In fact, uh, you mentioned the Little Bighorn. Uh, if not for the Little Bighorn, we'd probably all be talking and going to the anniversary of Fort Phil Kearney. But uh, because the Little Bighorn was such a, a big deal, people don't even know about Fort Phil Kearney. But Crazy Horse was instrumental there. And so all these things around Sheridan, I, you know, I was learning about Crazy Horse, and I was fascinated by his story. 
And so I was a writer. I'd written some some westerns before that, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to write a historical fiction book about Crazy Horse, so I can learn more and kind of immerse myself. And uh, took me it took me about seven years to write it. Uh, but man, I, I just I'm all about the Indian story now. It's it's actually a almost a much better story than than our story. Well, I think you and I were chatting some time ago on on the Facebook Messenger, you know. And I I don't know a lot about Crazy Horse, so I can't wait to finish the book. But I was a Chief Joseph fan from the Nez Perce, or Nay Per Se is actually the the correct pronunciation. But you think about Crazy Horse and his connection to Montana, and then Chief Joseph, who you know basically gives up just south of Haver there and, and had no choice. But um, that's that was my story that I followed, but two amazing leaders. Well, I tell you, I mean, being a sports guy, you'll uh, you'll understand this. Like Crazy Horse, if you were if you were picking up, you play pickup basketball, and, and so you're playing on a court where you don't know anybody. And so you choose sides, and you're going to look at you know these other players and try to make a judgment really quick about how good they can play. You're probably going to go with physicality and how they move around. Well, Crazy Horse would have been the last person picked, but he's considered the greatest Lakota warrior of all time. He was about 5'6". He weighed about 150 pounds. Wow. Uh, he was not a big guy, and yet he, he was you know he's considered their, their greatest warrior ever. So that, that part there fascinated me a lot. The, the Crow uh, actually said they knew Crazy Horse better than the Lakota, because he was always out in front. He was always fighting ahead of his men. He wasn't waiting back. He actually had eight horses shot out from under him. Uh, so he was, he was fierce and he was, he was fierce to the very end until he finally, you know, when he was, was killed at Fort Robinson, you know, in 1877. Dave Wooten joining us. You can listen to him on K Sky 106. 106.9. Is that, did I get that right? 106.9. 106.9. Down in the Bozeman area. Um, he's also the author of Crazy Horse. Uh, where my dead lie buried, and it's a work of fiction, but a lot of the historical accuracies are still there. Yeah, it, it's ninety-five percent history. You know, you have to you know do some transition scenes to get from one place to another. One of the difficulties of writing this book, you know, the Lakota they didn't write. You know, they, they weren't a writing society, mm-hmm. so you know they didn't do journals or things like that. Uh, but Crazy Horse is quoted. Uh, throughout, you know, his history and a lot of history books. So I, I tried to use every single quote out there, you know, from him. But, it, yeah, I would say 90, 90 to 95% history, 5%, you know, definitely is the fiction part to try to get from scene to scene. So a little like um, Dances with Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Almost uh, opposite, though. <laughs> although, if you, you know, if you read the book, Dances with Wolves, uh, I, I think that originally in the book they're Cherokee Indians, but in the movie, they're Lakota because that's where they were going to shoot the movie in South Dakota because mm-hmm. uh, that's where the buffalo were. And so they actually turned the Indians into Lakota instead of Cherokee like the book. You know, and it's a great story, too, that uh, Kevin Costner talks about in um, Dances with Wolves. But, you know, they had, to, they had to relearn the language because it had almost expired. Yeah, and not a lot of the youngsters coming up are, you know, are learning that language to pass it on to their kids. It's, and it's a... It's a fascinating language. It's really hard. Um, I can't. I can hardly speak any of you know Lakota at all. Uh, but it's it's a wonderful language. But hopefully, you know, and all of these Indian languages, you hope uh, you know we're able to, to keep going because hopefully they'll be passed on. You know, we don't we don't want any of that to go away. So uh, you, you said five six, like one hundred and sixty pounds. But when you're doing your research for this book and, and the history. What was the the, the the thing that stood out the most to you that people may not know about Crazy Horse? Uh, I think that, uh, well, there's so many, I, that's hard to answer because there's so many different things I, I think that are fascinating. Uh, one, he predicted his death. You know, a lot, of, a lot of warriors, most warriors really will have a vision quest when they're younger. And they'll, it, it kind of prepares them for life and, and shows them what their life is going to be about. And Crazy Horse had that vision quest, and he, he saw his death. He was going to be stabbed uh, by a white soldier, and that's exactly how he died in the very end. He was stabbed by a soldier at Camp Robinson, Nebraska. Uh, so he, he had predicted his death. He actually carved it out uh, in, in Montana here at Deer Medicine Rocks. It's called Owl Rock. I've seen it. I've, I've been right there. 
and he, he carved it out, you know, before he died. Uh, so he knew from the very beginning, which, which may have been, you know, we talked about him being out in front of everybody and, uh, you know, the crow knowing him better than the Lakota. You know, maybe he thought he, he knew he wasn't going to die on the battlefield. So, you know, he, he put himself out there because he, he always thought he was going to die at the hands of the white man, you know, getting stabbed. And that's, that's exactly what happened. Radio host and author Dave Wooten joining us. Um, what do you want people to get out of the book? You know, I hope an appreciation, one, for Crazy Horse, and really an appreciation for the Lakota Indians. They're a fascinating culture. Uh, and so I, I hope I hope there's a lot of people like me, again, like I said, going into it. You know, I didn't know a lot about uh, American Indians and certainly the Lakota, uh, but I came away with such a fascination. I, I just wanted to, you know, keep learning more about them. So I, I really would hope people would, would be the same way. And um, I... People do need to le- learn both sides of the story, uh, not just you know not just our side, but but the Lakota and the, the American Indians, you know, as a whole. Are you, so I, I'm guessing, and I'm not. I'm I'm going to give you my answer first, but I'm not okay with the changing of a lot of the names. Are you? Like no, campgrounds and and things like yeah, that. I think our history is our history, and I, I think it should stay that way. Uh, I, I I don't think we should change it at all, uh, and. I, I think that, you know, if, if we don't know our history, how can we learn from our history? And hopefully, you know, we won't repeat our history. Right. So, you know, I think they should keep all, you know, most of that. Um, so in your mind, are the Lakota the toughest? Or who was the toughest group of natives in our area? You know, certainly the Lakota were the most feared. There's no question about that. You know, all the tribes, their warriors were, were great warriors. Uh, but the Lakota on the plains, you know, in this area, you know, they were feared by the other tribes. Uh, and there were a lot of them, too. So, you know, that, that played into it. But, yeah, the Lakota were feared. Uh, they, you know, the Lakota basically moved out. This used to be Crow Land. When I say this, not where we are, but uh, I'm in Bozeman, Montana. I think you're up in Helena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the area of, like, the where the Little Bighorn is between, like, Billings, uh, Montana, and Sheridan, Wyoming, you know, that was all crow land at one time. Uh, but the Lakota came in and actually moved them. As, as we started pushing the Lakota and, the, you know, the white man started pushing out this way, the Lakota then pushed the crow right off their land. Mm. And so the, the Lakota, you know, basically took all of that land and it was theirs because uh, they could defend it. But they, they certainly were the most feared tribe, you know, in, in this area of, you know, north, northern Wyoming and, and southern and eastern Montana. Well, and that extends out to, you know, north and south Dakota as well as Dave Wooten joins us here. Um, next book, what you got? You know what? Uh, speaking of Little Bighorn, I'm going to do, do another historical fiction uh, with Crazy Horse and Custer. At the Little Bighorn and focus it. My book, uh, the, the Crazy Horse book we've been talking about today, starts at the Little Bighorn uh, and ends with his death at, at uh, Camp Robinson. Uh, this book is actually going to be at the Little Bighorn and it's going to focus on the Little Bighorn. Uh, and I, I want to work Custer into this one, I, I think, too. So kind of get both sides mm-hmm. of, uh, of who was fighting there and, and what both sides were thinking and what their strategies were. But it'll be historical fiction. But when you look at that 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 aspect of it, obviously the the fiction part of it, but what hasn't been told that already has been? Well, that's a tough one. You know, uh, the little bighorn's been picked over. You know, pretty good, uh, just like the subject of Lincoln. You right. know, I, don't, I don't know how many biographies and histories there are on Lincoln, and I don't know how many there are in the little bighorn, but there are a lot. So that that's certainly one of the challenges. Uh, that's why I was kind of hoping. You know, a lot of them focus on what, you know, the battle itself. I was going to try to look at more of the the people that were there uh, individually and kind of maybe follow them through the battle uh, and, and, you know, kind of follow them through the battle and from their perspective and what they're thinking and what they were trying to do. I'm hoping, at least that's the thinking right now as I go into it, uh, and that'll give it a little bit, you know, different slant because, yeah, we – People know the outcome. That's the that's the difficulty. That was the difficulty with the Crazy Horse book. People, you know, 
if, if you're interested in that subject, you know Crazy Horse dies at the end. So, like, how do you how do you hide that? Well, the 1870s, a lot of people are dead by now. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody's alive. <laughs> this is true. But, but think about it. Like, when you watch, was it Apollo 13, you know, the Tom Hanks movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the one where they, you know, everybody knew what happened to that, but you were still on the edge of your seat watching it. Right. Uh, even though you knew they were, they were going to make it out okay. I don't know how they do that, but you're watching the movie and you're still like, wow, I hope they make it, even though you know they make it. Um, some of my Facebook memories pop up and people are complaining because I used to, um, spoiler alert from like the Olympics. And it's like, well, you can watch it on tape delaying. Like, well, you already told us what happened. Like, we, we knew what happened. Like, like insert, like you said, Apollo 13. We still watch the movie. You still not, you're now you're not going to watch the swimming because I said who won already. Yeah, you still want to see them perform. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people get your books? Or is it just this uh, one? Well, or- yeah, if you're if you're watching this in uh, in the Bozeman area, you can go to uh, Book Therapy and more in Three Forks, Montana. They have a copy. They have copies. Uh, I said just one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of one, I think the bookshelf in downtown Bozeman has one. I, I think they're about out. Uh, so we're gonna okay. we're gonna hopefully get them some more. Uh, but Amazon too. Uh, if you go to Amazon and put in Crazy Horse Where My Dead Lie Buried, uh, it comes right up, and you can you can order it there. Um, but, you know, where my dead lie buried, it sounds a lot like the guy and I go back to the Chief Joseph um, from where the sun now stands, I will fight no more forever. Um, classic lines, just legendary lines from two great leaders. And, and I, I, I love this, that, that that side of the story is being told. It's not just from the white perspective. And you and I are both white guys, um, but a lot of respect for the Native American uh, Indians uh, here, especially in the state. Well, they were they were amazing people. You read their stories and and what they were able to do and the hardships that they endured. Uh, they they were pretty amazing people, and that's that's what hooked me in with Crazy Horse. Um, like I said, I, I wasn't really interested in that story until I, I until I knew the story. Right, and that's part of it. You know, people don't know these stories, but once you you know and you learn a little bit, you're like, wow, that's that's interesting. I want to know more about these people. And, and there's a lot, there's a lot of them. I'm, I'm probably you've been to the powwow in Bozeman then every April when in the, the brick. in the brick man it is because those songs go back hundreds and hundreds of years and they're they're handed down generation to generation and I took my son and I said you know and I know I'm not going to turn this into a political deal but I, I took my son when he was younger and said look you hear the stories about Indians or this or that I want to show because I lived in Box Elder for two years I said I want to take you and show you. The, the, just the most, to me, the powwow, the drums, the singing, the chanting, that's, that's so amazing. And I, I hope that never gets lost in, in, in this world either. Yeah, all that culture, um, you hope gets passed down and that it can, you know, it can endure. And, and that's what, you know, that's, they're certainly hoping that's true too. Mm-hmm. And, and they're trying to teach, you know, their younger, their younger generation coming up. Uh, just as we do, you know, because you want you want to keep all of this alive. Yep. Hey, um, I can't wait to finish it. It's an amazing read. Um, you can check him out. One hundred six point nine K Sky Country down in Bozeman. Um, do you remember the first song that ever played on the other station? Oh man, you were there for our anniversary. <laughs> we played it. Full disclosure: I was the first program director and morning show host at XL Country in Bozeman, and then Dave was there for the twenty year anniversary with Allie. And, uh, yeah, the, the you guys had me on, and the very first song that ever played was Waylon Jennings. Are you sure Hank done it this way? There you go. Yep. So you should play that tomorrow. Can In you? your honor. Yeah. Can you play that tomorrow at Case Guy? You know what? Yeah, because we play those songs at Case Guy. I yeah. love it. I love it. I will do that. You know what? I will talk about this podcast. Do you call this a podcast, by the way? Cause you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> the Jason Walker show. Jason Walker show. Yeah, see, it's right there in the logo. To go watch this, and we'll play that song in your honor. Absolutely. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Um, I'm golfing in a tournament on July 11th. Otherwise, I'd love to have been a part of the uh, the Gates of the Mountains. But give me that website for people to go book uh, sites with you traveling. Yes, uh, frontseattours.com. And I've got about three spots left cool. uh, for Gates of the Mountains. So that's three couples, so six seats. That's so, a that's yeah, a great tour. Go, it's July 11th. That is a great great tour. 
Um, hey, yeah. keep up the good work. Stay in touch, will you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really hey, appreciate it. My pleasure, Dave. Take care and uh, say hi to Allie. I will do that. Thank that, you. That is Dave Wooten. He is a radio host. He is an author. He is uh, he does everything. But check it out. Crazy Horse, Where My Dead Lie Buried. Um, you can get in Bozeman, Three Forks, Amazon. Uh, good dude. Good dude. Appreciate that. All right, let's uh, let's uh, get to our auto concepts performance of the week. And I know there was some good ones in rodeo. I mean, Abigail Knight had a great weekend. Um, Tammy Carter had a good weekend, or Carpenter rather had a good, great weekend too. But I gotta go with the organizers at the of uh, the Montana Football Hall of Fame. What they did after having suffered through COVID and have it, you know changed three different times scheduled to get the banquet was so much fun. And the golf tournament the first year, they did a great job at uh, Eagle Rock down there in uh, just north of Billings. It was a great weekend, and I give it up to to the organizers and the board uh, for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. And congratulations to all of those um, that were on a, that were inducted this week. It was a great week for nine people and their families. It was super cool, and I was honored to be a part of it. And next year, it's going to be bigger and better, too. Uh, all right, on this day in history, it is brought to you by Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear. Uh, one shirt, 1,000 shirts. Go see Sheila and the girls. Over 35 years of experience and asked about direct-to-garment printing. It's fantastic. You're not going to get those. You know how you get you wear stuff and it gets all, like, you wash it and stuff, letters come off and stuff? won't happen. Uh, today is June 29th. It is National Camera Day. It is Waffle Iron Day as well. 1897, the Chicago Colts established a Major League Baseball record for most runs scored in a game by one team as they beat the Louis, uh, Louisville Colonels 36-7. 1952, U.S. Women's Open. 1949 champ Louise Suggs would win by seven strokes. 1956, American Charles Dumas records the first high jump over seven feet. It was at the Olympic trials in L.A. 1962 on this date, Frank Howard hits his 500th or 5,000th. Wow. Frank Howard on this date, 1962, hit the 5,000th home run in Dodger history. 1977, Willie Stargell hit his 400th home run. And uh, this is cool. Um, my dad found a box the other day, and I knew I had it. We just couldn't find it. But... Um, is this, no, this is the camp. That is, can you see it? Willie Stargell autograph. I got that for my mom in Salt Lake City during an autograph show one time when I was like 13. But it's not the best angle because of the lights. But yeah, that is Willie Stargell's autograph. And right next to it, same ball, Hank Aaron. Pretty awesome. Memorabilia. It's fun. If you want to send some in, you can. We'll put it up in the man cave. Uh, let's see. 1943, Angel Cordero Jr. at 40 wins his 5,000th race at the Belmont, um, at the last race at Belmont. 1984, or check that, 1990 rather, Dave Stewart of the A's has a no uh, hitter against the Blue Jays the same day. Fernando Valenzuela, no hit St. Louis. The first time there was no hitters on the same day in both leagues. It is Harmon Killebrew's birthday. He was born in Payette, Idaho in uh, 1936, passed away in 2011. Nicole Scherzinger's birthday is today, the Pussycat Doll, 1978. She's also on some TV show. Uh, there were three deaths on this date, different years, but fantastic American actresses. Jane's Ma Jane Mansfield died on this date in 1967 in a car wreck. Lana Turner died on this date in 1995 of cancer, and Catherine Hepburn the greatest of the three died on this date in 2003 of natural causes. She was 96 years young. So there you go. Unbelievable actresses right there. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at on time? I think we're getting pretty close. All right. Um, let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Hey, great, great weekend down in Billings. Thank you to the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Thank you to the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. Eagle Rock Golf Course had so much fun. Made some great new friends down there as well. Uh, we'll do this again tomorrow, by the way. Oh, and thanks to Bob Beers. 
for joining us. Tomorrow we'll ta- relive another one of our interviews, maybe two of them, who knows. I think we'll get Travis Lule and Dan Carpenter on. How would that be? Yeah. And then uh, also Dave Wooten, thanks for joining us, man. Great dude. Appreciate that. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, back here. If you miss anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. And uh, can't wait to... Uh... Oh, by the way, Speaker Sprinklers, appreciate Speaker Sprinklers jumping on board with us. They love green grass. Hey, on this date, 1945, 20 centimeters of rain fell in Litchfield, North Dakota. On this date, 1975, 30 years later, 20.6 centimeters of rain fell in Litchfield, North Dakota. How about them apples? We'll see you tomorrow, Jason Walker Show. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.